Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. I am your host, Shola. Thank you for joining me. Um, it is a good day to praise the Lord, is what I will say this morning. Um, and I, I do hope that you feel that way. And even if you do not, I do pray that God will give each of us a reason to be able to say that it is a good day to praise the Lord and give us a reason to praise Him afresh and praise Him anew. And to just thank and appreciate him for his grace and his mercy and his loving kindness upon us. Um, In the name of Jesus. The title of today's episode is Anointing with Oil. And I've sort of struggled a bit with whether I should go ahead with this. This was something I mused upon yesterday. I had a bit of a Bible study about it. I just felt I wanted to go into the scriptures and just read about anointing with oil and the anointing oil and you know, how that is used in scripture. I know that it was something that was very much used in the Old Testament and we as New Testament believers also use. But I wanted to go into the scriptures as has become my way of doing now, you know, going to scriptures and see what the scriptures have to say about it. And I don't think I will come into any conclusions here. Um, but all I will just do, like I always try to do, is to share um, what the scriptures say about anointing with oil and how you know i have also experienced it in my life i guess just in some sense shape or form so today we're going to muse really just about anointing with oil and what that means in the context of the word and of course with the spirit of god who is of course the you know the source of the anointing in the first place so anointing with oil let's get into it So my headline scripture is James chapter 5 verse 14 and I read, Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. So this is James just talking to believers here and he's saying, if there's any of us that is sick at any point in time, we should call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So that is, I think it's it's a New Testament um, example and this is, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, he was seated at the right hand of the fathers of this time. And this is advice that James was giving. So there's evidence to show here that the apostles, even after the death and resurrection of Jesus, in the New Testament era phase, were still, you know, carrying out this practice of anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. But rather, you know, they would now be anointing in the name of Jesus, as opposed to in the Old Testament time when they were anointing in the name of God or in the name of Jehovah, you know what I'm saying? but still anointed in the name of the Lord. So um, I would, again, so what I have done here is just done a Google search and checked the scriptures that refer to anointing oil, and there were many, hundreds of them, quite a lot of them in the Old Testament, particularly in Exodus, Leviticus, and all those priestly chapters. But they were less in the New Testament, and I think you will, we will understand why. And I'll read a scripture that explains to us why you would find less references of it in the New Testament, but still a few, which I think makes us can you know gives us a context that yes you know it it is still applicable within our era but that what you know is stronger this is a new testament based we are under a new covenant based on better promises so you know what we have is not just the type of the holy spirit but we actually have the holy spirit in his real center form which the um old testament believers did not have so in luke chapter 7 verse 46 um this is Jesus now talking when the woman came and she 
opened the alabaster box and she anointed him you know and then people were asking why is he allowing this woman to you know do all these <laughs> things you know on him and all that and jesus answered with them he said when i came into your midst you did not anoint my head with oil you know but that this woman she has anointed my feet with ointment you know so you were just saying hey, man you guys chill man just leave her please let her be she's worshiping me you know and and I just do that so he, he referenced the fact that you didn't anoint my head with oil which also shows that up to the point of jesus's time anointing with oil was very much a very very strong practice of um worship and and, and you know and part of jewish um, jewish religious life so let's now go into the old testament scriptures that and there are quite a lot of them so let us even find out the origin of anointing oil and how it started even and how that was brought in and this is like i said it's one of those investigative um, musings I have never really done uh, research into anointing oil before but it just occurred to me yesterday that you know this is something that we do and I do it you know I, I always have a bottle of anointing oil in my house sprayed upon that I use you know whenever I need and I feel the need to just do that at home you know you know myself my kids that sort of thing I just want to touch of the Holy Spirit but I also wanted to check that you know what does the Bible really say about this you know and, and so here it is with me thank you for being on this journey so ex- Exodus chapter 40 verse 9 says and thou shalt take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all that is therein so these are the instructions that God gave Moses and he said and sh- and you shall anoint the, tab- the tabernacle which is the place of worship and all that is therein and shall hallow it and all the vessels thereof and it shall be holy so God gave very specific references for the vessels that will be used in the temple in the place of worship you know and he t- he, he actually he also he told them that they should take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle in other words the place of worship and everything that was inside of it and it shall be hallowed and all the vessels thereof and it shall be holy and what it means by hallowed and holy means that once you've anointed that vessel you don't later go and take that cup and go and take it to drink water when you are thirsty you know it is only that vessel is therefore only used for the table of the lord and the things that are you know used for the worship of the lord and that you know so that anointing was it was part of the consecration process to really really enable the presence of god to show for them and it made and he says that place shall be holy holiness it shall be set apart it shall be sanctified for the father's use and it shall be you know kept so these are the sort of instructions that god gave them and if i go back to the new testament i think that's the well second to the last new testament scripture okay i'll still read a couple more but another new testament reference we've read one um in james and the second one now is in mark saying mark chapter 6 verse 13 which it says um this is when jesus sent out the apostles two by two to go out and preach and um, talk about the gospel and the bible records in mark that they cast out many devils and anointed with oil and many that were sick they cast out many devils and anointed them with oil and many that were sick were healed so they anointed anointed a lot of sick people with oil and they were and they were healed so there is evidence that in jesus's lifetime as well before his death and resurrection that the disciples were anointing the sick with oil and the bible records that they were healed and they were preaching the gospel of jesus christ as of that time even though he hadn't died and resurrected leviticus 8 12 and it records that he which is the priest he poured of the anointing oil upon aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him so we see that when they were anointing the priesthood all of the priests you know they anointed them to sanctify them to separate them and it was it was almost like a spiritual ritual or a spiritual rite or a spiritual um how would i say process that you do to 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 not only 
you know, bring forth the presence of God, but to let that person know that something divinely has happened. And for everyone also watching, witnesses to see that this person has been anointed to stand in an office of a priest. And even the kings of Israel were anointed in the same way. I mean, um, there's also a record of when um, Samuel went to anoint David, he also went and poured oil on his head in front of his brethren and, and he prophesied what God had said that, you know, the throne would come to him. And that even happened long before David actually sat on the throne. But that anointing made sure that God went ahead and, you know, accomplished that, that work in David's life in spite of, you know, very strong opposition from Saul and all the people that, you know, stood with him. So yeah, so anointing for service, anointing to serve as in the office of a king, anointing to serve in the office of a priest in, under the old covenant. So in Exodus 30 verse 31 to 33, there's a scripture which decides, I, I think describes the process where God was actually giving them how to make the anointing. Also apparently he gave them very, very specific ingredients and you know criteria and proportions for the oil and he said that they shouldn't use that for any other um, oil mix that they're doing. So, yeah, let's describe. It's not like we now we just go to the store and buy. They used to make their own anointed oil themselves. And this is what it says. It says, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on anyone's body, nor shall you make any like it in the same proportions. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whosoever shall mix any like it, or whoever puts any of it on a layman, shall be cut off from his people. So again, we see that sanctification process where God gave very specific proportions for the mix of the oil that will be used for anointing. And he said it will be holy throughout your generations. You should not pour it on anybody's body. In other words, you will not say you have anointing oil and then one day you want to you look at your body and you feel, oh, I need to oil it. And then you now oil your body with the same anointing oil and you now think you can now use it to anoint a priest or a king or do something else. That if you have set it apart for anointing for the purpose of the work of God, that is what it shall be sanctified to and it shall be holy to you. Treat it as holy, keep it in a particular place and only use it for the divine purpose for which it was intended and i think that's important for us to note as well you know so if you have you do make use of anointed oil you and you have it at home you do keep it that way as well and don't come and use it one day to you know oil your baby's hair or something like that you know what i'm saying so anyways so first john chapter 2 verse 27 which is i'm now going to bring it into the new testament reference is where, uh, which is why I said, like I noted, there are very few references to anointing oil in the New Testament. And I think that is deliberate because under the New Testament, we actually have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which is actually, like I said, the source of the anointing. The oil, the power is not in the oil. The power is in the Holy Spirit, in the Spirit of God. And I, in the Old Testament, the children did not have the Spirit of God. He wasn't here in that, in that sense. I mean, the Spirit of God was upon his prophets, but the Holy Spirit wasn't physically here as he is, as he has been since Jesus went to sit at the right hand of the father and they did also did not have the indwelling presence of the holy spirit like we do you know so he could come upon them he could use them they could be inspired but they did not have the new birth experience um, with the indwelling presence of the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues in the way that we do today and i think yeah it's important for us to know that so first john chapter 2 verse 27 says but the anointing which you have received of him abides in you 
and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teach you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him, and it shall be holy unto you. So that's also God now bringing us to the reverence for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And he says that those of us who have received him, you know, with the new birth, that he abides in us, and we do not need that any man teaches us, because that same anointing will teach, it will also lead us in the way that we should go, and it will abide in us, and it should be holy unto us. So we see that in the new covenant, we have the anointing of the Spirit. Um, in the old covenant, most of what they did was, you know, based on the anointing um, with oil, which was also, you know, how would I say, backed up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, in the New Testament, we have references of the anointing with oil being used, but much more importantly, we have the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and you will find much more scriptures talking about the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and I will do a separate episode on that, but I just felt it's good for us to talk about this as well. And in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9, to bring this to a close, um, this is, I like the scripture where um, Paul is referencing a, a, I think it was an Old Testament scripture from the Psalms where he talks about Jesus and he says, you have, rov- you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And in Psalm 23 verse 5, with our famous Lord's prayer, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name, for your name, for his name's sake. Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you out with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Then he now says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. My cup overflows. In other words, my cup is more than enough. Like that he's talking about abundant and life in abundance is you know life and just abundant life you know so in summary so what we can see is that the oil, anointing with oil was something that was very strongly used in old testament in new testament um, to some extent but not as much in the new testament the emphasis is the anointing of the holy spirit and we'll muse on that on another, on another day but what we see here is that the oil is a type of the power of the holy spirit and the Bible talks about the oil of gladness. So I believe very strongly that the anointing is something that can help us with depression and with sorrow. It talks about the oil of consecration. So the oil is also a type that we can use to consecrate ourselves and our lives and our hearts when we need to be consecrated. I believe that the anointing oil can be a type of that consecration of the spirit that God wants. And when there is oil for service, when we also need to make a recommitment for service as well, I believe that the oil can also be a type for that re-consecration and that anointing that, you know, in the Old Testament believers were, were, were walking with. And oil for overflowing, I think that is so important. The Lord says he will anoint our heads with oil I mean, um, and, and, and our cup will overflow. That is a New Testament uh, promise as well. And that is something that I think we can also claim. And the oil for ministry. Like we saw in the old covenant, I think it's also something that we can claim. So, like I said, there's no conclusion to this musing. And if you ask me, I really don't understand why I'm doing this. But I just want to just remind us that, um, and I think remind myself of all the things that the anointing of the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. And that the oil of gladness, there is something called the oil of gladness. There's something called the oil of consecration. There's the oil for service. There's the oil for overflowing abundance and the oil for ministry. And that as many of us reach out to the Holy Spirit for that power. And if we choose to, you know, use the oil of the anointing oil, the consecrated oil as typific- uh, to typify that as well, I think that's also, that's fair enough as well. But the source of the power 
is the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Most High.